This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We wish you a warm Christian Crusaders welcome this second Sunday in Advent. At Christmas, we celebrate the gift of the Christ child who came to earth to rescue us from sin, death, and the devil. As his followers, we anxiously prepare for his return to take us to our heavenly home. Please join us today as we talk about how we can prepare to know what child is this. He is supreme. A favorite hymn sung at Christmas asks the question, What child is this? People are still asking that question even today. This Advent season, as we prepare ourselves to celebrate Christ's first coming, we're going to examine some answers to that important question. We begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Almighty God, Stir up our hearts today to prepare the way for your only Son. By the power of your Spirit, shed light in our darkness and give us hope and confidence as we behold Jesus in all his power and glory. In his name we ask this. Amen. Our reading for today comes from a conversation Jesus was having with his disciples about his second coming. Matthew 24, beginning at verse 36, Jesus said, But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Dear friends, Christmas is right around the corner. The merchants have their stores decorated now, and the Christmas carols and songs are playing on the sound systems. Shoppers have begun rushing madly around looking for gifts to give to their loved ones. I've noticed in the past that during this time of year, the media gets in on this as well as they ask the question in their magazines or television, who is Jesus? What is the big deal about Jesus, this birth that we celebrate each December? There are all kinds of opinions and answers that we'll hear from people about Jesus. Some will say he's a great philosopher, a great teacher. Some would say he's a fraud. Others say he's the son of God. Well, for the next few weeks, I want to examine with you some of the traditional Advent Gospel readings to help us come to some conclusions in regard to that question. In our reading for today that I shared with you a few moments ago, we find Jesus uh, in the midst of teaching his disciples 
Some rather strange words for an outsider's ears. Imagery is rather surreal, don't you think? It's Jesus describing his second coming, which will be the end of history as we know it. You see, Christmas not only tells us of his unexpected coming the first time, it reminds us of the promise that Jesus will come again. We remind ourselves of that as we profess the Apostles' Creed in our worship services, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. In his first coming, the kingdom of God was inaugurated. In his second, it will be consummated, and then his will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. So history is moving steadily towards that grand day. Jesus has uh, told his disciples something to that effect. They're in Jerusalem. It's not long now before Jesus is going to be going to the cross to die for our sins. The disciples are admiring the temple in Jerusalem as they're leaving it. It was quite a sight. Jesus comments, though, that this temple will be destroyed someday very soon. That gets the disciples wondering. And a little while later, when they're on the Mount of Olives alone with Jesus, they ask him about it. They say, when are you coming again? When is the end of the age? His response is, I can't tell you. But what I can say is this, it'll be sudden. Catching a lot of people by surprise, like in the old days of Noah with the flood. Unexpectedly it came and swept all the people away. There'll be a judgment. Two people in the field, one suddenly is taken. Two women grinding grain, suddenly one will be taken and one left behind. Therefore, if I were you, Jesus says, I'd stay awake and be looking for it, living as if today's the last. Don't get caught unaware like that sleeping master who got robbed by the thief one night. Now, in the midst of this response of Jesus to their question, we get a glimpse as well of who Jesus is. As he talks about himself, he answers the question of that Christmas carol, What child is this? First, notice he calls himself the Son of Man. You ever wondered what that is all about? It was Jesus' favorite way of talking about himself. It's used over 80 times in the Gospels as Jesus referred to himself. It actually is an Old Testament power figure from the book of Daniel. It's part of the apocalyptic uh, readings from Daniel describing one who will come again as the Son of Man from God, the Ancient of Days, to rule all the world, to have dominion and authority. He will take over and make all things right in God's sight. We have Jesus saying at his trial, when asked about his identity by the high priest, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. And the high priest tore his robes and accused Jesus of blasphemy. The Son of Man is a power figure who's coming again at the end of the age. Jesus also says in this conversation with his followers, I'm your Lord. He says, as you wait for your Lord, the, the Lord is a, a 
kingly figure. He's in charge. Though the world may look out of control, history is his story. All things have been placed under the feet of Jesus, Scripture tells us. Kingdoms will come and kingdoms will go. Leaders will rise and fall, but his kingdom is forever. That is the Christian's hope and confidence. Jesus is Lord. The Apostle Paul says the day is going to come when every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Someone one time wrote, He came as a helpless baby. He will return again as a conquering king to reign forever. So fear not, my dear brothers and sisters. The world may look out of control and hopeless some days. After this uh, treacherous election season, you know how that probably feels. Sometimes, uh, as we live in our world, it seems like evil is winning, having its way. But we learn here that Jesus has the final word over this world. Ultimately, all is well. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Son of Man. Now, a person might ask, how can you believe this? And I have four words for you. The resurrection of Jesus. That Jesus who made this uh, talk about himself with his disciples went to a cross, was nailed to that cross as a payment for our sins, though the world that was crucifying him didn't even know it. And he rose again. God has confirmed his identity and the, confirmed the promises that Jesus has given. He will come again in power and glory to judge the living and the dead. History is his story and he has a final word. Good news. Now, what are we to do as we wait for this grand return of the Son of Man, Jesus our Lord? Well, the first thing is believe in him and be saved. Turn to him and entrust your life to him. Confessing your sins and following him, you will be forgiven and receive the gift of eternal life. You will be rescued for eternity. It's not something to be put off, my dear friends. What if he were to come today? Would you be ready? It's said that Satan once called to him the emissaries of hell and said he wanted to send one of them to earth to aid women and men in the ruination of their souls. He asked which one would want to go. One creature came forward and said, I'll go. Satan said, if I send you, what will you tell the children of men? He said, I will tell the children of men that there is no heaven. Satan said, they will not believe you, for there is a bit of heaven in every human heart. In the end, everyone knows that right and good must have the victory. You may not go. Then another came forward, darker and fouler than the first. And Satan said, if I send you, what will you tell the children of men? And he said, I will tell them there is no hell. 
Satan looked at him and said, Oh no, they will not believe you, for in every heart there's a thing called conscience, an inner voice which testifies to the truth, that not only will good be triumphant, but that evil will be defeated. You may not go. Then one last creature came forward, this one from the darkest place of all. Satan said to him, And if I send you, what will you say to women and men to aid them in the destruction of their souls? And he said, I will tell them, There's no hurry. And Satan said, Go. Go. First, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Now. Second, if you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, a follower of Jesus Christ already, Jesus says, stay awake. Keep trusting in him in all circumstances. Don't give up. Keep yourself connected to him in the midst of life's distractions. Praying to him, letting him teach you in his word, the Bible, what God has in mind for your life reminding you again and again of the promises that he has for you. Stay connected with him. Don't give up the faith. Keep the path. And act like he's your king, your Lord. May he find you obediently doing his bidding in this world, making his values your values doing the job that he's given you to tell others the good news of what Christ has done for them on the cross and the resurrection. Giving yourself away as Jesus gave himself away for the sake of the gospel. Living out that great commandment to love your neighbor as yourself, to remember that Jesus said to us, I was hungry, you fed me, I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was alone and you visited me. As you did it to the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Robbie Robbins was an Air Force pilot during the first Iraq war. And after his 300th mission, he was surprised to be given permission to immediately pull his crew together and fly his plane home. They flew across the ocean to Massachusetts and then had a long drive to western Pennsylvania. They drove all night, and when his buddies dropped him off at his driveway just after sunup, there was a big banner across the garage, Welcome home, Dad. How did they know? No one had called. The crew themselves hadn't expected to leave so quickly. Robbins relates, When I walked into the house, the kids about half-dressed for school screamed, Daddy! Susan came running down the hall. She looked terrific, hair fixed, makeup on, and a crisp yellow dress. I asked, how did you know? I didn't, she answered through tears of joy. Once we knew that the war was over, we knew you'd be home one of these days. We knew you'd try to surprise us, so we were ready every day. Christ has come. He is coming again. May he find you ready. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, it's good to have a Savior, a powerful Savior, who has the final word. Sometimes life in this world can be so frightening and depressing. 
Help us, Lord, in the midst of that to keep our eyes on the big picture that Jesus is Lord and that he's coming again and we are his forever as we place our trust in him. We continue to pray and look forward to that great day when your kingdom will come in all its fullness and your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Until then, may our lives reflect our trust and confidence in Christ our Lord. We pray now the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us, Lord, from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message will help you prepare for that great event in history when Jesus will return with all his angels to take us to our heavenly home and be with him forever. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported by the prayers and financial gifts of our listening audience and others who desire to join in our mission to reach others with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are especially grateful for our gift every month, Gem Club members. These regular gifts sustain our ministry during quiet giving times. For your convenience, we are now able to take credit card donations by phone or mail. Your support allows us to deliver biblical truths to those who cannot attend church. CDs and printed copies of today's sermon are available free of charge. However, a gift of any amount to help defray production and mailing costs is always appreciated. Address your request to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. Today's service is also available to be read or heard on the Internet. We also have a daily devotion and other biblical helps for use in your faith walk. Visit us anytime on the web at christiancrusaders.org. We are pleased you chose to worship with us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer. Senior Pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and radio speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 81st year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting. <laughs>